Greetings and welcome to the Mount Rushmore Podcast. My name's Jeff and I'm joined, as always, by my good buddies Richard. Hello. And Michael. Howdy. These guys are going to go head-to-head and all-out opinion war <laughs> when we okay, is, debate and deliberate. Is this an opinion war or an info war? Because one of them info I know we're not, no one's allowed to do no, anything. Yeah, no, I don't, think wars. They, I don't think they'll allow us. There'll be no this, info <laughs> in this war. Blocked from Apple everything. No info wars. Um, we are talking about and deliberating the Mount Rushmore of comfort foods. Richard chose it. Why? Um, I don't know why. I think I was just I must have been hungry. Well, define. Com- <laughs> I must have been hungry. Define is probably comfort the best food. Option. <laughs> uh, comfort food is something that's not necessarily something that when you're feeling, it makes you feel warm inside. Okay. You, typically. Okay. You know, or when you're feeling down, it's kind of a good food to help get, make you feel a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not necessarily your favorite meals, even necessarily. Oh. But it's more kind of the ones that make you feel sort of warm and happy inside. Okay. Might remind you of something. I think uh, you can't go to a fancy French restaurant and get like comfort food. Uh, I think that there has to be. It feels, at least for me, there there often has to be a level of simplicity or maybe even just reminiscence. All uh, four minor junk trash. So yeah, yeah. Okay. You know what first came to but, my mind was that last scene in Ratatouille where the food chef is wo- wooed by the the. Um, the peasant, the, the peasant meal that yeah. is served to him by uh, that reminds him of his yeah, yeah, yeah. or whatever before yeah. he got all jaded. But I think, uh-huh. yeah, I don't know. I think there's something about very elegantly prepared food that might be delicious and amazing, but I don't know if it ever hits that yeah. level of comfort food. At least that's the kind of the way that yeah. I'm interpreting. Yeah, it. I think I think you got it. I can we can assume it was perhaps prepared by a, a relative and consumed mm-hmm. at a young age at home, you know, or something like that. So it shaped your world ever. Since. Shaped your world, rock your world. All right, so Richard chose it, so Michael begins. Uh, butter noodles with Parmesan cheese. And that's oh, it. That's all for nothing else. Four no, choices. Don't, don't try to put anything else on it. What are you doing? Oh, Why are you bringing that near me? Hey, you want I some don't broccoli? Want any of that what about it? some None. shrimp? How about a, how about a, get away. a rabe? Get away. Get, get that broccoli rabe away from me. <laughs> Ragu. <laughs> There's nothing that I like better than to get like a seven or eight ounce bag of that fresh fettuccine, like the fresh contadina pasta, okay. and just cook it up in two minutes. Put some butter on it, some Parmesan oh. cheese. Boom, boom, boom. And I am so satisfied. And I think it comes from me being a very picky eater growing up. And I'll eat like just about anything now. Like I like a good pasta. Very, like we're like I was saying, very like elegantly made pasta. It's just sure. amazing. But like if I'm at home by myself and Emily's out doing whatever, it's, it's me and a mm-hmm. buttery Parmigiani pasta, and that's it. And I don't want, I don't want like, oh, you, you can like spice it. I don't want those. Get, get red pepper flakes. Get, get out of here. Yeah, <laughs> garlic. Scram. <laughs> I don't even want like olive oil to get in here. Just get get away. All of that stuff. But I think I think it stems from like me being a kid and being a picky eater, and this is what I liked. And I think it was something that my mom, my mom was a very good cook. She's a very good baker and just a very good chef, and. I was very stubborn all the way up until like my teenage years, even like into college. I was just very stuck. But that was one thing that always was just mm. like, that's what I want. They, uh, that was actually the first meal that my mom taught me how to cook on my own mm. when I was like 11 or mm-hmm. 12 or whatever. Because literally, boil the water, put the spaghetti in. Because for me, it was spaghetti. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. All, it's all the same. Yeah. Put the spaghetti in, boil it, cook it. Put some butter in, mm-hmm. you're done. Done. Mm-hmm. Add parmesan if as as needed. Mm-hmm. 
Do you think one, in order to enjoy a comfort food, one must be a culinary adventurer? Like the times that you spend eating food for experimental or um, cultural reasons or for healthful reasons, that comfort food is there to be just an enjoyable experience that's not challenging you or not nourishing you. It's it's like watching a, a it's like watching a long running but mediocre sitcom mm-hmm. that you've kind of grown up with or something yeah, that's like interesting. that. Interesting, you know. It's where it's not. It, you, you don't always have to watch The Sopranos or yeah. Game of Thrones. Sometimes you just want like a dumb sitcom for a half hour, yeah. just kind of melt your brain away, or the Everybody Loves Raymond sort of thing. <laughs> or if it's on the if it's on the plane, and I stumble on it, yeah, yeah I'm probably watching it. Yeah. Why you Why you like this? Uh huh. But I couldn't really tell you, mm-hmm. yeah, much about why I, I like I don't have like a favorite episode or anything like that. But it's just sort of like, eh, okay. yeah, the one where Ray makes buttered noodles. <laughs> I would say struggles when I... struggles to make buttered noodles because uh, uh, <laughs> wait, that was Tennessee that tuxedo. <laughs> <laughs> was that George Washington coming through the time portal? <laughs> I, uh, uh, John C. Riley looking how to make buttered noodles. The <laughs> pasta dishes wherever I go. Off, d- despite the ethnicity of the restaurant, they usually have a pasta dish, and that's usually the thing I really want. So if I go to a pad thai or mm. a, a Thai restaurant, usually I just want pad thai, but I'll can talk myself into a coconut soup. Or if I go to an Italian restaurant, uh, eggplant parmesan, I guess. I just want spaghetti. <laughs> is it because pasta is a palate cleanser? It feels like it's a starchy flavor like milk or water that doesn't have an overbearing taste. I don't know. I I know. I remember growing up. I would often drink it with a big glass of milk. Yeah. Too. Oh yeah. And I would just I would just like I don't know overload and go into like this kind of <laughs> starch starch, starch milk coma. A white uh, pasty f- <laughs> uh, food coma. All right, coming up, swinging with pasta. Richard rebuttal. My first choice is also a pasta <laughs> rebuttal. Pasta is bad. Pasta is bad. <laughs> says the Italian. Uh, my first choice is also a pasta. It is boxed macaroni and cheese. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, preferably the generic store brand. Oh, I thought you were talking about it's as a musical etude. Uh, <laughs> in the next half hour, we're going to play box macaroni and cheese. Not box. Concerto. Box, box the, concerto. Box craft concerto. <laughs> no, bo- no. The uh, craft is fine if, if, if I'm at a store that doesn't have a... A, a generic oh, like a crust. Kroger or like a but like the, the the Ralph's slash whatever they're Kroger Kroger oh. brand yeah is actually superior to the, for whatever reason to the craft brand what pro tip. what pro tip what how um it's the no fucking pretense the powder bitch. yeah it <laughs> Get is out of here. the powder is just a powder it's the butter noodles of big, powders big craft is on the takeover here <laughs> I know right so I feel like store craft, brands the new sponsor store the brands podcast. take the take the powder off a of Cheeto and put it in a packet. And for whatever reason, for the craft of the Ralph's brand, it works. It works. Like I said, craft is fine. But for me, it takes me back to being in college. Yes. And where that would be like my dinner. Because it was, you know, fucking broke. So mm-hmm. I would stock up on mac and cheese for like, you know, 50 cents at the local Ralph's. And, you know, eat a whole box of that in one sitting. And that was dinner. You know, doing that and ramen noodles. I think that was pretty much yeah. my sustenance for most of college. One of my favorite aspects is when you have a, like a quarter more than you normally do for dinner and then you want to gussy up the mac and cheese by putting 
a little bit extra butter in there, <laughs> or following the instructions on the ramen packet, it always had... Uh, Jeff, sh- somehow a monocle just appeared <laughs> on his face. <laughs> <laughs> a polyester ascot that I'm wearing, the cheap, the cheap version of the high-class thing. But then, because the instructions on the back of the ramen show serving suggestions such as adding shrimp to the the recipe which is totally bullshit because if you yeah. had shrimp you would not be i eating would just making sure to make shrimp. shrimp you dumbass exactly um a buddy of mine in college speaking of ramen uh used to make chili ramen he would take like a hormel's chili oh and then add that to the ramen mm. fucking disgusting get out of here but you're right about the that sounds like a cincinnati thing or something Don't yeah it chili? does doesn't it yeah. like the skyline chili kind of bullshit <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, Cincinnati, but I'm not eating that. No. I I didn't have a boxed mac and cheese or any mac and cheese until I was in college. Until I was oh, like 20, almost wow. 21. It was just something that because of my picky eating habits, even having like a liquidy, cheesy thing on top of noodles was like too much for me. You were like, yeah, you can make it, but just no cheese. I just want macaroni. <laughs> just want boxed mac. It was just one of those things that like, and eventually it was like, just try this, and I had it, and you know, with a little bit of pepper. I know, I know. Yeah, I get a little crazy there. A little crazy, but it was just like I was like, oh, I understand why every child has eaten this yeah. since they were two years old. Oh yes, and you grow up eating it, and that's like the go-to for every parent to just be like, okay, this will take seven minutes or ten minutes or whatever it is. And just, it's a ten-minute meal, yeah, and it's like great for like a cold kind of rainy night. Mm-hmm. Kind of warms you up, makes you feel good inside. Get out of here with those. Uh, the, Get out of here with the uh, with the baked. Well, yeah, the baked ones are like the really like the craft has like the fancy ones. Yeah, where the cheese comes in a tube oh. instead of a powder. Mm-hmm. Get that out of when here. When you say ten minute meal, I would also say you better eat that shit in ten minutes too. It goes cold. Yeah, it, goes it turns cold nuclear nuclear orange real quick and gets cold and. And the tubes are a little bit bigger than a hypodermic. I feel like the tubes on those things, like a big rigatoni noodle is, is I don't know, a half of a centimeter. Yeah. And those tubes on those the, the that stuff, cheese. it's like vermicelli. It's the tiny Yeah, that's, it's, that's a classy way to put it. Thematic elements emerging for both of you. I feel like your choices have each represented. <laughs> Inside <laughs> baseball Jeff, here. Jeff, Jeff was really angry as he was saying that. There's this giant fly that has been stalking us this entire time. It's, doing it's, the, it's been flying around Michael's head. I'm mainly. trying the Harrison Ford finger of death at it, and it's not even, get off my plane. It's not even responding. Jeff is on the side of a building holding Fay Ray. <laughs> his Swatting at buzzer, flies. His buzzard like of a... biplanes. <laughs> okay, Michael, what's your second choice? My second choice, another meal I didn't have until way late in life, but it's humble has, pie. <laughs> oh, he still has never had that. But has, but has become a favorite since uh, maybe in my mid twenties. I hadn't had a grilled cheese and tomato soup, like a combination of like tomato soup and a grilled cheese sandwich. This is getting wow, weird a little bit. But I love it now. What was it like to grow up in Vladivostok? Or <laughs> we had rock. We had we, we, we had, had rock. one potato that we all shared. Hey, tonight grilled rock. Hey. <laughs> Rock with pepper. <laughs> Rock with pepper. It all stems from just that feeling of I didn't like a combination of flavors. I liked a grilled cheese sandwich, but I wouldn't say I ever had eaten tomato soup. Okay. I'd kind of just like eh, rejected it until one day it was like I don't remember how it happened. I think I might have been sick or someone mm-hmm. I don't I don't remember what the how it oh, sprung about. Mm-hmm. And then it was like that dipping of a grilled cheese sandwich and like just the generic Campbell's yeah. tomato soup. And it was just like, oh, Oh, I get it. I get, it's the same thing mm-hmm. with the mac and cheese right. in college. Like, I understand. I my eyes are open, mm-hmm. and like whenever 
you want like a warm meal. Like we're getting pretty close. I know it's like 87 degrees out today here in LA, but like we're getting really close to it almost being really almost close to being close to the starting yeah. of grilled cheese and tomato soup at night. <laughs> season. Easy season. Me, you know, yeah. Meal season. Usually on the like news, that. they usually have something about it. It says, hey, everybody. Pumpkin spice lattes come yeah. out and then tomato Dallas, soup and grilled Dallas cheese. Dallas Brains has the, little, <laughs> the, the cheese, the cheese and the, the tomato, tomato icons. Yeah. <laughs> you usually see Santa come along. Yeah. And it's just like a tomato. And I a was going to say, as a Midwestern kid who encountered at least three months of snow to when I moved to Minneapolis, six months of snow, warm weather, warm you up foods were more prominent in, in the recipes, I think, there. So do you think, were you to have grown up in a place that had more cold days, more opportunities to yeah, get a toasty Yeah, did a lot of surfing to school right. and then well, we having a lot of just ice cream every day. Yeah. And then, yeah. 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 Still yeah. surf everywhere. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's right. Earthquakes and uh, How many shootings. snow days have you had so you didn't go to school? Well, zero. But zero. That, okay. I mean, come on. Yeah. Okay. Don't Fair enough. But I understand. You, I think your point is super valid and that there are a number of regional uh, things that you probably experience a lot more because of that. But mine, I think, was more psycho- <laughs> psychologically... Yeah limiting on my own behalf uh-huh. it was just like i wouldn't even try it until i got to the point where it's like oh this is stupid okay i'm super excited to learn what else michael never ate as a kid <laughs> next on his uh, list carrots carrot what there's, uh so have any of blue you... things that come out of the ground i don't know what carrots are i'm interested because there's there's comfort food and there's also like feeling better because you got a tummy ache or you're sick food i don't oh, know if anybody else has anything like that on their no. list okay, okay most of my stuff will make you sick so oh perfect that's more yeah, I guess, you know, like the... Sprite. The, like, or 7-Up. You don't always have a 7-Up if your stomach hurt. That would be one thing if you yeah. had a had a upset stomach as a kid. You could always grift some sort of like 7-Up from your yeah. parents you wouldn't normally get. Did you hear... Have you heard about like the cold versus warm Sprite 7-Up thing or warm ginger ale thing? What? Uh, so, I don't know if I told this story on the podcast. I went to a friend's... Uh, the mother of a friend's funeral in the last few months. And I was really sick going into it um i didn't realize i had like some sort of like stomach flu or whatever and uh i threw up all over the funeral parlor <laughs> like i was sitting in the pews you're serious yeah yeah and then, and then um, you had the pews and then i had the pukes <laughs> i had to run to the bathroom and i threw up all over the bathroom this is oh, like my wow. best friend growing up his mother who was like a second mother to me oh. and she passed away and I was like supposed to be like a pallbearer and all this stuff, and I just ran to the bathroom, just spilled my guts all over the bathroom. And the people there were really nice, and they're like, "It's happened before." And they came back, and I was sitting outside in like the waiting room. I, you know, I couldn't go back inside. Mm-hmm. And someone said, "Here, here's a warm ginger ale," and I was like, "Do you have a cold one?" He's like, "No, no, don't, don't drink a cold. It won't do it. It huh. won't like settle your stomach. Whatever the cold yeah. adjective." So when you said the Seven Up or Sprite, right. I immediately. And he's it, talking about being sick, and we're all over the place. Did it did it work? Uh, I threw up on the way home too. I had to pull the car over <laughs> and puked on the side of the road. It no. was awful. I imagine a funeral home, everything's warm except for the hands of the funeral director. <laughs> everything's creepily warm. But I don't know. I don't, I don't think any of mine are like sick foods because they're all like, you know, they're all like cheesy and the yeah. stuff that clogs you up in your head. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or your heart. Yeah. And it <laughs> sounds like things you're returning to as an adult. Yeah. Too. Uh, Richard Michael. Richard. Richard. Uh, it's chicken McNuggets. 
Oh, wow. So when I was a kid, I'd have to get allergy shots every week, sometimes twice a week. Um, and they sucked. I mean, I really hated them. Like, like you, uh, if you guys have never had allergy shots, every once in a while, you'd get it, and it would hurt. you have to wait around 10 minutes to see how badly your arm would swell up. Mm. And sometimes it would be like a bowling ball size knot would show up in my on my arm, and they'd, hmm, that's interesting, and mark it down. And were you ever? Did they ever realize that you were allergic to the allergy shots themselves? That's the problem, right? A... <laughs> they don't test you for the allergy shots. It's just a confidence game. Oh well, because when they first test you, they do like they basically put a grid on your back, uh huh, and then they they give you little tiny doses of all the different stuff to test if you're allergic to it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And like, I wound up testing for everything. I'm literally, <laughs> I was literally just allergic ran the board. To, to everything. Yeah. <laughs> just like it was a, it was the full palette. And Jeff just gave me some chicken nuggets. Chicken, chicken McNuggets. They're super cold. Oh, right. My favorite. <laughs> no, they don't work if they're cold. You have to have oh, them room temperature. <laughs> hey, the funeral director is here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so my reward, if I got my shots and I didn't like freak out because I was like seven or eight at the time. Um, you know, I had a good attitude about it. it as my parents would take me to McDonald's and you're done, we get McNuggets. Mm-hmm. So there's something about McNuggets, I think, that takes me back to like my parents mm-hmm. taking care of me when yeah. I was not feeling happy or as a reward mm-hmm. for you know being a good boy. I'm surprised you didn't become a, a intravenous drug user needle guy because you have that positive affirmation after an injection. Well, I, I, I get McNuggets after I shoot up. Okay. So it's the most important thing. Uh, what is your favorite shaped McNugget? The boot shape? Oh, the boot shape. Okay. Because it's, it's got a real good like we could almost, dipping sort of... If there were more than three shapes, we could do a Mount Rushmore of... McNugget shapes. McNugget shapes, but there's only three. There's the one that looks like George Washington's head, right. which is kind of this one a little bit. Um, no, and, and I have a very specific memory of my dad teaching me how to use chopsticks. And he had learned in Korea. He was stationed in Korea during the war. Not the Korean War. Different war, but he was just there. No. <laughs> um, and it was right around the time that I think it must have been when Sweet and Sour Sauce debuted. Hmm. So this would have been like early 80s, mm-hmm. probably. Mid-80s. And just yeah. in time for the comedy boom. Is it sweet? Is it sour? Am I right, people? What's the deal, what's with, the deal with this sauce? <laughs> <laughs> What's the deal with the barbecue sauce? I never see barbecued nuggets. What's the deal? So he showed you he showed me how to. So then, then as part of the promotion, they would they handed out free like chopsticks, mm-hmm. like with each wow. meal. Um, you know, it was like shitty, like yeah. break apart mm-hmm. paper, uh, wooden wooden ones. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, he taught me how to use chopsticks, and you would use it to dip in the dipping sauce and all that <laughs> stuff. So I have a very specific memory around my dad and him teaching me to use chopsticks with. McNuggets. Mm-hmm. Do you each have a person associated with the food? So does it... A couple of them. Yeah. I have the, one of my other ones is very specifically tied to my mom. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, they're very, self, yeah. very self-serving. Because some of my comfort food is strictly from the grade school cafeteria because <laughs> my parents were kind of doing their hippie crazy thing. And so there wasn't a lot of comfort food at home. But when I went to the cafeteria at school, it was all this great salty <laughs> mashed potatoes with the gravy all over and stuff that I loved. So there's an a whatever I think of comfort food, I think of this heavy set woman with a hairnet on, <laughs> with mm. pl- plastic gloves on. Mom? <laughs> she wasn't mom. I don't know. She's somebody's mom. Okay, so we are at our halftime, and at this point, I'm going to remind you that we like to hear from you at the Mount Rushmore Podcast. So if you were to go to our Facebook site, 
or our Twitter or our Instagram. You could share with us your ideas or suggestions for new episodes or your opinions about things that we've shared on previous episodes. We have had people come onto our Facebook site and make a suggestion that end up being in the podcast. You don't have to be on the podcast. We don't make you don't have to, but you can get some of that sweet, sweet podcast money. Woohoo. No money is involved. Zero money is involved in this transaction. Um, you could also uh, do us a solid and go to our iTunes or <laughs> iTunes or Pocket Casts or Stitcher or wherever you happen to like, yeah. listen to your podcast. Yeah. Give, us, give us five stars. Do us a solid. Right on. Uh, five stars and leave a rating. Yeah. Give us a good review, too. Yeah. We like reading those. We love it. Uh, another option. Is there any prize for having the lowest ratings? Maybe we're bit, maybe oh. every podcast has been going the, in the wrong direction. Oh, I think if we call it, it's like a game of poker, where if we call that, then... Because, yeah. then yeah. like, if you look on, like, the list of all podcasts, you know, they, you know, sure, you can scroll to the top. Yeah. All the stuff in the middle gets lost. Yeah. What if you scroll down all the way to the bottom, and it's just like number 100,042 and it's oh, yeah. us and then it's like oh yeah we're at the bottom <laughs> oh. <laughs> just all the way you can scroll, just go to the bottom yeah we'll be there so we get the best best draft pick the next year at that's the big right. podcast that's right. <laughs> <laughs> that was the sports thing okay uh you could support our podcast or you could support one of the 1,000 billion other podcasts that are out there uh like this one I'm JDC053, a confused clone without any pants. Uh, I'm James Not-A-Cop, who is definitely not a cop. I'm Tobias Clutterbuck, a terrible Victorian actor. I'm Action 6 news reporter Chet Cleveland. I'm star of the stage Helen Slaymaker. And I'm Lieutenant Starburst Cheez-It Taco Bell Esquire, the third. And this is Rolling Misadventures, a podcast that's part tabletop real play, part improvised audio drama, and a complete and total fiasco. Join us every two weeks for stories of mayhem, murder, and occasionally a moose. So check out Rolling Misadventures and see how it all goes wrong at rollingmisadventures.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Dick beans. <laughs> <laughs> and we are back and we are excited because we're all sitting in our warm little sweaters and we've all got we got some cartoons on and we're all eating comfort food and enjoying this podcast discussion of comfort food and michael's going to share his third my third choice is numero uno pizza oh wow. not just any pizza not just numero uno is a chain that's here in southern california mm -hmm. i'm sure they're they might extend past yeah. that, but I don't know. I think here it's called, most of them are called Numero Uno, Closed for Business. Thank you for 25 <laughs> wonderful years. That's usually the ones that I've seen. <laughs> well, the ones, thankfully, that I go to are still around, okay. still open. Okay. And there is a very unique taste to the pizza. Mm -hmm. It's The crust is a little bit thicker. It's a little sweeter. It's kind of has this, the, the crust is chewy. It has these big chunky tomatoes huh. on them. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, ever since moving back to LA, I mean, it's been a long time since I've been back since going to college and living in Seattle. Like that's the pizza that like when I just want kind of shitty fun pizza. Yeah. It's not the best tasting. It just reminds me of childhood probably because mm -hmm. I grew up having it every once in a while, but it was so, it's, it was so different from other, you know, thin crust, New York style. And it was very different than, other kind of Domino's Pizza Hut chain pizzas, 
I mean, it's, you know, multiple locations. You can kind of get it anywhere. But there's something very unique to it that uh, I'm very keen on. And I always feel a little bit ashamed whenever I want to order it at home. Yeah. If Emily and I are getting pizza. It's like, well, where do you want to go? To? Oh, you know, Danielle's is good. Nice thin crust pizza. Go to Joe Peeps. Oh, it's good. Just tasty. And then it's like, oh, you know, no, no, no. She's like, what? Uh, uh, no, nah, you know, whatever. It's fine. I uh, and she had to she had to come around. It's taken her a long time to come around on it. Where she's like, okay, I, I can see why. Are they the ones that invented deep dish? Uh, that's Pizzeria Uno. Pizzeria Chicago. Uno, yeah, them or Gino's or whoever. They can go duke it out in Chicago. And right, they're not related. They're not related though. I right? don't think so. We've been to Pizzeria Uno and it's nothing the same. It, that's a very traditional, oh, right, uh, Chicago style deep dish. This is more like, I don't know. It's it's baked in like a like a cast iron sort yeah. of high rise pan like a deep dish, but it doesn't it doesn't it's not a deep dish. No, it's it just like has the, like a big. Thick, it doesn't it's have a thick, thick pie. That, yeah. It's not a big tomato yeah. pie like a deep dish. And um, but yeah, there's always like I don't know. Now now Richard is trying to destroy this biplane that's attacking us. <laughs> there's always something kind of like I'm always kind of ashamed of it. May, maybe it's because we've spent so many years doing Pizza Club, Richard. Yeah, where. I like the small mom and pop things and I like exploring new pizza. And like, this has always been like that thing that you keep in your pocket. Like, Oh, Nobody look, at, Oh, there's the, your yeah, secret chamber. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's the, uh, you know, there's a high end restaurant critic who's stuffing his face full of chicken McNuggets and numero uno pizza. There's, there's like some secret yeah. bad thing that you like. That's like, I think he's not allowed to review restaurants anymore. He likes numero uno. I think you've pointed out maybe one of the integral components of, comfort food and that is nostalgia and nostalgia is based on consistency so somehow um craft mac and cheese has been able to keep that formula the same throughout your entire you know what you're getting with. Yeah, yeah you know what it is and numero uno has kept their recipes the same so yeah it's time travel you go back to that, that that's moment interesting where, yeah. sure so were they not consistent then whether good or bad consistency seems to be like how domino's changed their whole like uh recipe ingredients mm -hmm. they so went from shredded paper to <laughs> like a shredded cardboard <laughs> yeah paper, yeah they should never I mean, stick with stick with the original recipe so my uh, this my next choice was going to be little caesar's oh pizza. okay cool so i think we're on the same mm -hmm. uh of oh, bad pizzas hip with this here's my thing about little caesar's <laughs> it, it, technically it's, it's cesarean pizzas technically they have a it's a calzone but there's a pizza inside, inside of, it. of it you gotta <laughs> cut the calzone cut open the calzone. That's awful. um i like it because it, it it is tasty and i say that with the uh the raised tasty mm -hmm. um i believe the sauce it has a good sauce the rest of it is pretty not great but there is something about it that is like, hey, it's $5 pizza. Or now you can upgrade, by the way, pro tip, get that $6 extra most best it's pizza. That's actually not a bad pizza. No. Oh. I would I would, I would, would say that is, if we had gotten that at a pizza club, Michael, we would have said, this is not a great pizza. <laughs> but we've had worse at pizza club. Mm. That's exactly what we would have said. What, what are the features of this it's culinary got more, enhancement? It's got more cheese and it's got mm. like a bunch more pepperoni on it so it's like more of the stuff that's mediocre for a one dollar for one dollar more you get all get extra 
mediocreness. Oh, okay. So, oh, okay. Yeah. Wow. It's, it's fantastic. Okay. So, and, and we do this. I, I probably eat Little Caesars almost every week because Thursday nights are daddy nights because Sarah goes off to do her knitting circle or whatever she does. I'm, don't ask questions. Um, and so the kids are now obsessed with Little Caesars. And they, we have to get pizza. And it's easiest just for me to go. I can spend, fuck, I can get two pizzas for 12 bucks. And then there's a, like usually a whole pizza left over for them for like breakfast and lunch for the rest of the week. Um, also, crazy bread. I'm just going to throw that out there. Yeah. Crazy bread's real good, you guys. It's really good. The marketing, the use of mental illness in marketing for food is widespread. Like depression? El Pollo Loco. Oh. <laughs> There's like always insanity used. Like crazy. Yeah. Or just marketing in general, like crazy owls. Mm. Yeah. Psychotic. Clinically species. depressed stands. Yeah. <laughs> is that <laughs> crazy? Store. Crazy owls, let's say, let's make up a place that I'm sure has existed or crazy I, owls discount electronics. Uh, I, I am instantly attracted to the idea of taking advantage of a mentally disabled person to get a better price on a big screen TV. That is insane. Like that's what that is their marketing slogan is this person has to be. Yeah. Defined as legal by, by the criminal justice system. And yeah, you can get a TV with deals like this. I have to be crazy, but also I see visual hallucinations. (laughs) I can't tell the difference between scissors and a marker. Yeah. So come on in. <laughs> or we should get more specific. Bipolar Benny's <laughs> mattress shop or something like that. That's a two, for, a great, that's a two for one deal there. Get a great deal. Or not. <laughs> or not. Depends on <laughs> how Benny's doing. Uh, okay, Michael, you're fourth. Uh, my last one is a pint of Ben and Jerry's, not Ben and Jerry's, uh, Baskin Robbins. Gold metal ribbon. Oh, oh wow! Ice cream. They're selling those now at the convenience oh, store. You they know. Se- they sell them all over the place. Gold metal ribbon is the best. Better gold than world class chocolate. Metal yeah. ribbon. Oh yeah. You oh as as a kid, I would get I would double up on world class chocolate and gold metal ribbon. That's a good double. Right That's there. a good double scoop there. But wow. you can get like the good pint of ice cream. It doesn't have to be this particular one, but for me, it's this one. But just a pint of ice cream, watching a movie at home is. The most comfortable, amazing thing. The only trouble is that you never do the pint of ice cream math. No. Where you think you're going to be able to eat enough so you have half of it for the next night. (laughs) Yeah. And you end up eating like three-fourths of it. Uh, And so you're angry at yourself. On The Saturday night you is angry at Friday night you because you've eaten too much on Friday night. So Saturday night you is like – God damn it, I told him not to eat that much. I told him to not not those two more bites. Oh, I can't believe he did that. There needs to be a line inside. This is halfway. It says halfway. Yes. Like a red line that's just printed inside they put like a the sec- wax cylinder. A second lid in there, like uh, <laughs> like the frosty malt at the ball game. Yeah, or like like a plastic sheet that yeah. like fills up plastic sheet thing, and then you, you eat down to the plastic sheet or the line, you're like all right, I got half of this left. Mm-hmm. That's Be- not so bad. I know what I'm doing. Because you're lucky if Saturday Night You actually has a quarter of that pint left. That's true. With my problem That's is true. I reach that three quarters because I, I have the exact same problem as you. And But what I do is I go, you know what? I've only got a quarter of this left. That's not going to be enough for tomorrow. <laughs> Power through. I might it. as well just, yeah. just go through this 
No, I'll just get a whole new pint tomorrow. They need to be a pint and a half. Mm. Or would that matter? No. If it was a pint and a half, would you wind up eating the same three quarters no matter what? That's entirely true. Because, you know, it's all deceptive. It's the way the Mm -hmm. cartons are built at an angle. Mm -hmm. If they were like a straight cylinder, you could be like, okay, I can kind of see. But since you eat so much at the top and then you're like. You got to do, you got to do geometry to try to figure this out. And listen, at 10 o'clock and you're what you're, you know. You're watching Glow or something. 90 minutes into a two hour show and you're like, ah, I screwed the math on that ice cream. But I love, I specifically, I love gold metal ribbon ice cream. It's the chocolate and the vanilla and the mm-hmm. caramel, caramel swirl. Caramel or caramel? Whatever. I know. You said, no, I was just curious. You said uh, caramel? Well, now I don't know. Hmm. Chocolate, vanilla, and caramel. Chocolate, and vanilla, vanilla, and caramel. I don't know. Hmm. It, I guess it would depend on How if, my mouth was, mouth? if my mouth was full of caramel or caramel. Okay, so. Do you have a favorite ice cream, Jeff? Uh, I Your go-to. I can't say that I do. I like mint chip. If I go to a Baskin Robbins, I always feel if I eat something other than mint chip, I walk away thinking, ah, fucked up ice cream. (laughs) (laughs) Should I have the mint chip? Like I should have the pad thai. Should I have the spaghetti? Jeff could be like self-doubting about (laughs) it. I fucked it up. Yeah, I fucked that up. I fucked it up with this butterscotch ripple or whatever that stuff is. My sister was a, uh, uh, what's the one that only comes out during baseball nut? Baseball nut, yeah. She was a baseball nut person. And I think she liked pralines and cream. Um, Get the coffee ones out of here. I yeah. can do that. Oh, I love the coffee. Uh, I don't drink coffee, so there's the problem. It does seem like, hey, there's cigarette-flavored ice cream. <laughs> right. Here's something from your youth. Tastes like the corruption of adulthood. Here, it's whiskey-flavored. Yeah. Oh, shit. Literal whiskey. Uh, with ice cream, the small pints, I associate with um, petty, petty theft because we used to go to the convenience store and purchase a big... T- one million ounce fountain drink sure but before you filled it up you would put stuff in it like little pints of ice cream a candy bar <laughs> <laughs> or in some cases a beer put it in there <laughs> then go to the fountain and pour pepsi on, all, top, of on top of the thing then try to get a straw in there because to try to make it seem more realistic and then go up and pay for one fountain drink please <laughs> and inside is a pint of ice cream maybe a pack of cigarettes um, some cigarillos, a Playboy magazine. I was going to say, how are you keeping all this stuff dry? <laughs> well, most of it's stuff Super that's big sealed inside of a, a, ke- a thing. A keg. But it was always ice cream. <laughs> so, so yeah. That is so weird. I thought, I thought you were going to say like you would dump it in there to make like some sort of like like float. No, it was you to it steal it. The, uh, <laughs> the, the soda was the concealment device. <laughs> for It was the Trojan horse. That's incredible. Uh, if you will. That's ingenious. Yeah, yeah I, I never I, thought of that. I learned it I mean, from I my criminal put, friends. I used to put Playboys and Hustlers inside of bigger magazines and go buy those. Oh really? That was my that was my little sneaky. Hey, just like, me. I'm just reading thing. this random McNally atlas. <laughs> 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 yep. Real interested in Life magazine, sir. Just, just breathing heavy from the state of uh, Montana here. <laughs> Montana's pretty fucking. Oh my god, mountainous. Okay, so uh, Michael has done his fourth. Richard, what's your fourth? Uh, my fourth is bacon sandwiches. Whoa! Wow. So, by the way, you want to know what is a good recipe for having a heart attack at 38? <laughs> Spending your youth eating four to five bacon sandwiches every day for breakfast. Four to five. Where Which would be, one of them would be two pieces of bacon, then you put it on a piece of white bread, and then you fold the white bread over. Okay. So that's one. Okay. So we're talking eight oh. to ten pieces okay. of bacon a, in the morning for breakfast. On four to five bread. This is like what Jethro Clampett would yeah. eat for breakfast, I think. Yeah. Pretty well, roughly similar. What, was there butter or uh, oh, no, there's no mayonnaise? Butter. No, there's no condiments. 
thing. Oh. No, I would. What do I, what do you, what do I seem like? Uncouth? I hope you didn't have to enter the spelling bee or speak in public. It seems like the driest thing you would ever consume. Well, you got the grease from the bacon. Oh, kinda, it. Kinda washing sop, it down. That kind of sops into your wa- your rainbow bread. Wow. Was it white bread, you said? Yeah, white bread, like yeah. your rainbow type bread. Okay, okay. Holy smokes. Yeah. Was this consumed by the whole family, or did they just give that to you because they wanted you to be a champion wrestler or something <laughs> like that? No, this, well, I'm trying to think. It was something that the family would have occasionally, but me, like Michael, being a picky eater, it was something I latched on to as mm-hmm. a breakfast thing, and for whatever reason, my mom would just make it for me. Wow. And which I th- is wild. I think about this. So that means I must have gone, my family must have gone through, do the math here. Yeah, how many pigs? How many pigs? How many pigs did <laughs> mm-hmm. I kill in a, in, a, in a month? Or just even in, a, in the course of like a week? They must have had to get three packs of bacon, packs of bacon a week. I, I don't mm-hmm. know what they thought was going on at the store. Well, kind of like bacon was that prescribed? We was that prescribed by any of your your MDs that were hovering <laughs> above you? <laughs> my allergies. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so they, they, it was a way to get over my pork allergy. <laughs> overload him. Overload it with pork and see what happens. I just wonder, like, what what doctor Yugoslavian physician said? There's not enough salt in his system. We we need more. <laughs> needs more. Need, he needs more salt. He, he needs, needs more grease. Yes. He needs more nitrates. But. Uh, so that definitely is something that you, when you eat it now, it feels comforting, nostalgic. It feels comforting and nostalgic. I don't know that I've had it in a long time for obvious reasons. Re heart attack at yeah. thirty eight. Um, Bacon is one of those things that's a much loved food food item. I think a lot of people drive comfort, even if it wasn't something that, that, that was from you their grew childhood. Up yeah, with necessarily, and for whatever reason, the combination of the gumminess of the white bread because mm-hmm. white bread's you know, rainbow bread. It's, yeah. it's crap. Yeah, it's crap bread. Sorry, sorry, rainbow. Um, but some for whatever reason, the gumminess and the almost like kind of lack of texture or taste of the white bread kind of works with the bacon because the bacon's got this greasiness and crispness and everything. And the goo, the Borglum bag has been opened, oh, ladies and yeah. gentlemen. That's right. When you evoke the white bread. The rainbow or the butternut or uh, the different white butternut was the Kansas City Midwestern Bakery. My favorite comfort food ever was uh, plain white bread with one slice of American cheese on it and not mayonnaise, but Miracle Whip on it. So this is mm. not a good food. This is None of this is good. All no. of it's three different artificial bleached flour bread. Um a miracle whip which is not advertised as a sandwich spread it's salad dressing on the side of the the thing it's a salad dressing and then usually the crap singles which is cheese food not cheese 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 flavored yeah because there's never any curd or whey or anything involved in it so this is this is the food that a few weeks ago we were talking about uh the post-apocalypse right yeah this is the food that they're eating on on board like the starship earth or whatever it is it's all the stuff that lasted yeah, it's the stuff that, like, you know, 300 years from now, 500 years from now, this is the only food available is the processed cheese, processed yeah. bread, processed S- Stuff miracle. that lives on way past its expiration yeah. date. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's more should, preservative than food. Yeah. yeah. Well, we should do an episode on that. Good idea. Yeah. So I don't think of – when I think of this, I don't think of, like, a cold, wintry day. I think of a summer day when my dad was, for some reason, the lifeguard at a pool. Jeff Cass. <laughs> And mostly what he was was this kind of hustler who would work at this motel pool. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know 
who he was, what his angle was or whatever. But I know that that three or four days a week out of the summer, my dad would take us to this pool and there was always ladies laughing at his jokes and he would go into another room and he'd come back and I'm not sure what was going on. The grifting days of <laughs> Jeff Hopkins and family. He's stuffing, he's stuffing like hostess uh, cupcakes and gallon, you know, pint of ice cream and in cigarettes his into his soda and his dad's oh, man. a quote. Lifeguard, unquote. lifeguard hustler. I'm not sure what he. I know What's that going on? Every, I know what he was doing. Do the FBI listen to podcasts? Every night there was his comedy ro- diving routine. <laughs> so like he and Ronnie Dangerfield, he had a repertoire of hilarious dives that uh, do the farts under the arm thing. And <laughs> yeah, it was usually like a, a jackknife, double thing. flip into a cannonball, or like the triple Lindy, but his his own jam. <sighs> and and we would have this white bread with <laughs> Miracle Whip and one slice. Well, listen, he has no time to actually make any food. No. He's, he's got the side hustles. He's, he's got, got side yeah. hustle upon side hustle going. Yeah, he's got his important um, he's got la- a, ladies to woo with his diving prowess. <laughs> he's got to put white processed bread on the table. I imagine Steve Miller's The Joker was playing like <laughs> you know, from our Holy turntable in <laughs> Man, I had those cold chicken McNuggets while you yeah. told me that story. Was so <laughs> oh, good. you did eat those. I was so, happy. so good. Okay, well, I guess it's judging time because we've been delivering the Mount Rushmore of comfort foods. And I'm just going to go with what I see Richard is clearly demonstrating his love for chicken McNuggets. So uh, for believability and veracity, I'm going to go with chicken nuggets. And because it really took me back to Michael's childhood, which he doesn't know, but I was peering at him Throughout, like uh, a Obi Wan Kenobi hovering over Luke Wait, what? in the desert of Tatooine, uh, buttered noodles. Let's go with buttered noodles, and um, uh, just because it brings an element of drama, meaning it could throw you into cardiac arrest at any moment. Bacon sandwiches, and there's something really. Oh, numero uno pizza was the first really exotic pizza that I had on from a kid growing up in Kansas City it was Hell really yeah. exotic. exotic. So don't they have Kansas City style pizza that's like just got like shredded pork and barbecue yeah. sauce, Gates barbecue it's sauce. All barbecue. On it. And she- Arthur Bryant. Yeah, some Charlie Parker sheet music. Jazz sheet music <laughs> okay. is in under the, the pie. So And a history of teams that have just moved in and out of your city. Yeah. It's so sad. Uh, so that yeah so that those are did I get all four yeah okay those are the Mount Rushmore of comfort foods let us know what your comfort foods are we'd love to hear from you on our socials Facebook Instagram and Twitter and this has been the Mount Rushmore podcast I as always am Jeff I'm Richard I'm Michael